Hey everybody, it's Daniel. Just kicking back on my front porch. So, I was going to talk about some of this stuff yesterday, but I didn't get a chance to. I got busy, I did domestic chores, things like that. But right now I'm sitting out here on my front porch and I'm telling you it's really nice outside. It's kind of breezy, so you'll hear the breeze. You'll hear these wind chimes we got hanging around here on the front porch. Yeah, and sometimes you'll even hear the angels speak through these things. Singing and dance as the breeze goes through the different songs I hear and the different melodies I hear I pick up little pitches from here and there like uh, little little ideas sometimes I'll be laying in my room listening to them because right outside my door I got some really cool ones that really sound really cool and um, they'll play a little a little ditty for me and I'm like hey man this is cool and I'll use that I'll recall copy it and use it I've got gotten a couple of songs that way actually in the past, and um, the other day I was inspired, so I actually did sit and worship with my new gear, which I'm glad I did, because um, it's the start of something beautiful. Sat and praised the Lord with it, and uh, had a great time, and uh, recorded it, put it on YouTube, it was fun. I also did, um, I got this uh, app on my, well, it's an extension, or whatever you call it, it's a program on my computer, on my laptop that I do uh, stuff with, is with, um, let's see, the company is uh, Mixcraft. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Mixcraft. And I'm using Music Jam right now. I'm just kind of building some songs with that. And it's kind of cool what I've built so far. I've had a good time with. Um, I just also did another video release. And it was uh, um, Abandoned Lighthouses, the music. It, it, it's an, it, what it is, it's an eerie-sounding kind of music. But it's like for like uh, for film score or whatever, right? And, um, uh, and or listening to it if you want to listen to it. It's actually pretty trippy uh, if you listen to it. And they created it on my... Um, on my keyboard, and that was the first thing I actually created with one of my instruments this year, and uh, it was a, one of the first things. I also did some harmonica stuff too on some. I'm not done mixing those, or even uh, not sure what I'm doing with them yet either. Still, but I still have some harmonica ones I did too. Uh, recordings I did just earlier this year that I was going to release um, eventually and/or build into something. And um, but I got some ideas stirring, and so anyway. I got a couple of those Music Jam ones done, and I got like four of them done, or three of them done, and I got a fourth one in the, on the back burner I'm working on, but um, I need to put like uh, some, one of them, one of them I mean, used the lyrics that were in the Music Jam itself, and just let it roll and see, and it turned out pretty cool, it was a cool little song, um, cool song, really cool song, um, and then um, I used a different music genre, and uh I hit uh, a couple other ones and created and built something out of a couple other ones and got some ideas and I want to throw some like rap and stuff into them and um, you know and some and some hip hop vibe into them and uh, as far as lyrically goes and see how it goes see where it rolls um, broadening the horizons of what we do with music broadening the horizons of what we do with anything so like okay you got these hobbies right and mine's not a hobby with music mine's been my ongoing music and I have had an ongoing relationship since I was a little kid. And not kidding, really, I'm not kidding. I was in choir, I did a lot of music, I also played instruments and stuff. And, and uh, nothing really zeroed in until, it kind of was like that with martial arts and weapons too. Like I didn't zero in on something really radical until like a little later on in my martial art life, but um, which I've zeroed in on a few things that I really like. One of them is these crazy nunchucks we made and some other stuff. and. Then uh, I was able to take the same thing I was doing with those and bring it to doing with just a normal pair of nunchucks. 
and these things just crazily dancing around my body and stuff. And I'm like, oh, man, this is just wild. You know, um, you're in a space where nothing's, everything's moving slow, but your nunchuck's moving, so stuff here isn't normal to you. But outside, everybody's looking at it, and they're saying, oh my God, you're going so damn fast, it's like a blur. Those things are dancing all over your body, and you're barely touching them. And um, there's a space, man. There's a space. I found it, too, and it's real. <laughs> Talk to other people over the years, too, that have found the same space. But, you know, you find that space, though, with anything. You find it with surfing, you find it with driving, driving your car, you can find it even, yeah, man. You can even find it washing dishes. You can find it. Um, it's just an opening. It's a space where you can go into where it's, where it's pretty much timeless. You know? And it's actually uh, moving, um, you know, a lot faster than normal. But you don't seem like you're moving that fast. And you're really not because you're not moving that fast. It's just everything around you is moving slower. But it's not. It's moving at the same speed it's always moved at. So it's kind of interesting to like uh, watch this happen and be part of it while it's going on, you know. Place yourself in the observer's seat and you'll learn a lot about just life yourself and uh, your path and the things around you. You'll learn a lot about God that way. you learn a lot about everything that way. you learn about life that way. you learn about life that way. you learn about God that way. you learn about everything that way. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, back to this, back, meanwhile, back to the ranch. So meanwhile, back at the ranch, I'm sitting here and I'm sitting there thinking about these different types of things that go on in my life. And I'm thinking about these steps I have to take in certain areas of my life in order to get to a certain place, right? So you like set a goal and you go after it, right? So like, um, like, okay, let's like take working out. I used to work out in the gym a lot. Now I walk a lot and do other exercises with these rubber bands because I got blown out joints and a couple blown out joints and I got a messed up shoulder uh, uh, front rotator cuff that I'm working on. They're, you know, therapeutically bringing back into, into, back into its, uh, back, in, back to health. You know, I'm working on it. I'm always working. There's always something. That's kind of an interesting thing. So this friend of mine told me when I was younger, he says, hey, listen, you're a healer. And he was an older guy. He was 10 years older than me. He goes, listen, you're a healer. My wife has been saying this for about two weeks, and she's been saying it to me. And she, and she goes, yeah, you're a healer, you're a healer, you're a healer. And she kept saying that, right? They're like, his wife is like uh, seven years older than I am, you know. And so anyway. Um, there were some people I looked up to. They're really cool people, and and she, he's telling me this, and she's telling me this. And I said, like, okay, so why are you telling me all this? You know, and he says, well, this thing, you're you're probably going to go through a lot of injuries, <laughs> and uh, he goes, but you're going to learn, you're going to learn how to heal those injuries. You, you'll learn how to heal them as you go. So you know, he says, just keep doing what you're doing, and uh, when you do, when you reach out to like touch people or something to heal them or whatever, you know, just follow your hands. And so and that was the same advice I got from a Reiki master who actually gave me my. My um, my certificates, my, my master, my first and second and master certificate in Reiki healing, and um, with that was like uh, it was a lot of work, and um, but but it was really easy because it just comes natural. So I was able to absorb a lot of modalities like that really fast over a few years, over a few year period, and and keep going and keep rolling with it, and actually do something with it that was actually successful. And so then we keep doing it, and keep doing it over and over again. Find that one thing that's actually you're successful at, you can do that, you can actually repeat and keep repeating. And that that gift right there will make room for you. And when it's done, it's probably closer to people that I, I've known people that I would never would have known. You know, and they're friends. They become friends. A lot of these people become friends, you know. At least you get a good handful out of them, do anyway. I guess, yeah, you know. We're always friendly, though, when we see each other, no matter what. But, maybe we get closer to one another and start doing barbecues and hanging out with the families, you know. And then you spend a lot of time around people. And then you realize that America uh, is just like the rest of the world. And the rest of the world is a lot like America in the, fa in the facts that we, we are people. We, are we have bodies. Those bodies ache. We get joints that get blown out. We get ankles get blown out like I'm working on an ankle right now and a shoulder that I'm working on. 
And, uh, you know, it's other things, too, as well as our weight can get off off keel, and then we want to bring it back into, in, you know, into keel. We want to keep it a certain weight, keep ourselves a certain weight that's healthy for us. You know, we want to live a healthier life, right? So I'm talking about this wellness path, and this is really what got me going on this thing of self-sabotage now. So I don't know now. You're going like, what is it anyway? Wait a minute. You just said wellness, and then you said self-sabotage. What are you talking about? Two different things at the same time. And I'm saying they're both related, though, you know. Um, you like, you're in life, and you're, you're, you're up against this situation where you can actually say, say you've been waiting for some door to open so that you can move forward in life a little bit. So it doesn't matter what you're doing, if you're single or you're married or whatever, you're, you're moving your family forward in life, how, whatever that looks like to you. But you're up against this mountain, you know? And, you know, what does Jesus say to, that, say to us when he says to, says to us in prayer? He tells us, he tells us to speak to the mountain. He says, he says, here's how the faith works. And he goes, this just tiny little amount of this faith will move a mountain. He says, just a tiny little amount of this. He's, you know, he's referring to something small. He's saying, even just that, that, that much of this faith will move him out. And I'm sitting there thinking about that for a while. while, while every time I heard that when I was in church or whatever, was Bible studies or whatever, studying on my own, or I would, just hear, I would just hear that as I was coming up to approach a situation that I needed to pray, pray for and have a great amount of faith. It was not the great amount that actually I needed. It was a little amount. It was, it was like less than... Less than, you know, what I put into it, you know, sometimes even the more so. But it wasn't even that. It was even more so, more how pure it is. Listen, man, okay, he's talking about a mustard seed. Okay, now, they may or may not have been exposed to bananas. Who knows? Banana seed is pretty small, too. But mustard seed, it, what it is, is it's not that the mustard seed is so small. It is small. But it's not that it's so small. It's that it cannot be grafted into any other seed into any other plant, and it, and it cannot be grafted, and it cannot have any other plant grafted into it either. Now, I don't know how many plants there are on the planet that are like that, but over there, they use mustard seed quite a bit. They use mustard seed in, 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 in you know, in, in all kinds of things. Well, I mean, think about it. Um, you got dill pickles. That takes a dill seed, right? Those are pretty small seeds. You could have used a dill seed. You could have used anything, but those things can be grafted in, but that's the thing, this particular seed, when he said mustard seed, it's, it can't be grafted in anything. It's a mustard seed, period. It's not a mustard seed that's been grafted into something and it becomes, say, a mustard seed rose, you know, something like that. It doesn't work like that. It's pure. He's looking at the purity of it. Just, okay, so think about this in terms of what else he said about faith. Childlike faith. The childlike faith is the thing that, you know, check, check this out. Childlike faith is even more so, even more so like that mustard seed. Just think about it. In those terms, and, and then realize, okay, listen, okay, so I'm up against you, up against the mountain. You should speak to the mountain. If you would say to this mountain, get up, be removed, and cast into the sea, it would obey you. If you would say to this mountain, if you would say to this mountain, now just look at it in a personal. Are you saying to any of your mountains? This is why I use this. I, I, I come back to this a lot, and, we, and I talk about this a lot. You can self sabotage yourself by just the way we talk, our self talk. And not our self-talk, only our self-talk, but our talk out at things like, say, the door's not working and you get re really irritated with it and you go, close now, and you, and you push it and it closes. And you're like, wow, it wasn't closing before, but it does now. Now it's fine, you know, or whatever. Um, that's probably not a good example. There's other things, though, that, that, um, that are like, one time I was trying to put my shirt on, right? Okay, so I shave my head, right, every day. I get up and I shave my head, but it's not slick shaved unless I use a, use a regular razor on top of it with just water. I just pull it across, really, and... I don't look at it when I do it, otherwise I nick my head. But <laughs> just what I do, I just go and I use my hand and I just, you know, use warm water and shave like that, right? 
Well, um, with the right razor, I use a five-blade razor that's got a gooey stick on it, so you know, so kind of a, so it's got its own little built-in little shaving cream kind of like there or gel. And I'll use sometimes I use gel on my face, sometimes I won't, but usually I just use water, right? Warm water, warm water, man, and a razor. And I'm going for it, man, and I can get it nice and slick. Okay, so if I put my shirt on, it'll just slide right over on my head, and go right down on my shoulders. But if I put my shirt on, if I've shaved with just my regular razor, and or if before I've shaved my head. It gets stuck, and inevitably it'll get stuck, and variably it'll get stuck, and really it's a pain in the butt to get it over my head, right? And sometimes I'll be a little frustrated because I'm trying to get that thing over there. I'm like, just get off my head now, and I'll pull, and it'll pop, and it'll pop right off, right? But before that, I was struggling with it, trying to get it off. It wasn't until I started speaking to it. And I noticed this was happening with a lot of things, like uh, stoplights. Okay, so <laughs> this is a, this is, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go too much into this one, but stoplights, uh, just start talking to them. Just start talking to stuff and see what happens. You'll see things change. But here, listen, man, it's, it's a powerful tool, but it's not something that's not known. This has been known forever. Think about this. You are a little image of God. That's what it means to be created in the image of God. It means you are the bearer of the image of God. It backs, the Bible backs it up from front to back. And Pam, here you are. Okay, so are you going to be like God or not be like God? And God did what? Spoke everything into existence. He spoke it all into existence. Before it existed, existed, he called it as if it existed. As though it existed, he called it that way. He said it that way. So it's in the past tense that it's already existing. And that's what they're talking about when they're talking about your attraction works that way. Um, uh, manifestation works that way. You know, all these things work that way. Now, you don't have to even say it with your mouth. You can speak, but, but I'm telling you, it's a powerful tool in your toolbox. Use it. Because I'll tell you, I'll, I've seen things change. Now, listen, I'm talking about miracles, too. Miracles cross over into this big time. Um, there's been times, okay, so listen to this. Here's, here it is. Okay, if you take it out of the scriptures, he's talking about um, Paul. He talks about, you know, tongues being a gift, right? Well, what's that gift for? For praising God, he talks about that. He clarifies that. For praising God. And he says and it's to oneself and God, right? Okay, what do you think charges you up in your faith when you start speaking in tongues and you start getting dialects and you can hear them in your ear and you repeat them and those dialects have an effect on the natural realm in such a way that the supernatural reaches out and touches it and changes the atmosphere of everything, including brings forth healing, raising the dead, things like that. Now, what, what, I mean, think about that. Wouldn't you want to use your words if your words were connected to that, if they were that powerful? And so then you're like, okay, what are you saying here? We're taking accountability for, of ourselves and we're looking at and being responsible for the words that we're using and we're using them in a wise manner. We're using them in a way that's going to benefit humanity. It's going to always be in a wise manner. God's always on that side, always. He loves people, man. He gives us these tools and says, here, use them. They're, we call them, um, it's called talents or called gifts or called tools. Whatever you want to, however you want to put it, that's what they are. And they're given to you. Everybody's born with them. Everybody's born with all kinds. Listen, listen some, of the, some of the tools, um, we all have a lot of the same tools, a lot of us. And any more so, I run into people that are multi-tooled, tooled, tooled, <laughs> tooled. They're multi-talented toolbox is very full of a lot of gifts and tools and um and there's skill to using them there's people all around us that are it's almost like it's oversaturated in some ways you know maybe that's why we have money to pay for things because money's a great equalizer it is i mean think about this if 
both two people can have same access to money and they had and they were able to get that much money and they were able to do that and get that much money to live on and, and stuff and, and support themselves would that not be better than having all these different societal systems that we have these social systems that we have it would be but it's not like that it's there it's available but some people don't have the ability to because they're blocked in their mind because we often forget our mind a lot of times has to do everything to do with everything to do with what we're doing and so do our words our words the way we hold ourselves it comes out of our heart those words that are coming out of our heart they are out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks okay that's exactly how it works and so a lot of times you're lacking in life but you're saying you, but you're dwelling on lack and you're speaking. How do you know you're dwelling on lack? Look at your speech. Look at your thoughts. Look at how you're thinking about things. Look at, are you dwelling on negative side, side or are you dwelling on a positive side? I'm not saying like you have to run around and be this super optimal optimistic, you know, <laughs> just running around all positively fucking blowing the shit up, you know, and tripping everybody out and being a trip yourself. You no, know, that's not what I'm talking about at all. No, no, no. Keep it down to earth, man. Come on, baby. That's where we're at, man. We're down here in the trenches, baby. We're down here where we're digging trenches, you know. Sometimes we have to sometimes fortify where we're at and then, and then move from that position, right? You get strong in there. You fortify where you're at, get strong there, and then you move from that position, right? You look for ways to move, and as soon as you can move, you start moving. And when you have to hunker back down, you hunker back down, right? Isn't that how it is on a battlefield? Isn't that how it is in life? I mean, come on, guys. And that's where we're at. We're down in the trenches. And we're trying to figure this out, right? And we're down there, we're looking at this map, we're going, hey, wait a minute, maybe the map's upside down. No, maybe it is upside down. Maybe we're supposed to read it upside down. Maybe we're supposed to be laying on our backs reading it. Maybe we're supposed to be floating five feet off the ground reading it. I don't know. You know, does anybody know? No, but we all do together. We come together, we explore these things, we apply these things, we see what works, and we keep moving, and we, and we relay, we, we report that back, man, like a good cavalry soldier would do. Recon, baby. You're doing recon. We're out here doing recon all the time. That's what I'm talking about, man. Do your research, man, and do your own, do, set up your own freaking science lab with life on things and test stuff, man. Test things and see what works and then go in that direction. That's where your strength is going to be. That's what you need. Listen, you're going from one freaking, uh, you know, health pack to another health pack, you know, like you are on fucking playing video games and shit, you know, you gotta go to a health pack or go to a health chest or go to a health door or go to a wizard or whatever, you know, you're going to these things, you know, it's basically like that, this way, I mean, think about this, life is a lot like, our video games, our video games are a lot like our life, but, you know, art does not imitate, does not art imitate life, does not life imitate art, does not, does not life, actually is not life art, and does not life imitate, and does not art imitate life, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, yeah, and I'm not out of my mind either. I'm just like kicking back out here. It's so nice on the porch, you know. There's like a slight dingle, dingle from a slight breeze going, and the sun's starting to kind of go down a little bit more, and it's like really nice. And right now it is six o'clock in Boise, Idaho. That's Mountain Standard Time, or Mountain Denver Time, or Mountain just just give it Mountain Time. We're in the mountains down here. Actually, we're at the foothills. I'm actually sitting out here on the edge of the desert by a canyon. It's at the edge of the, you know, and then there's foothills and then mountains, right? And the mountains are like, and they keep going up from there. <laughs> they go up into the Rockies up over there, yonder, <laughs> and then pointing to the east kind of and the north at the same time. Because uh, over there yonder is Montana and Wyoming's after yonder over that way. <laughs> you know, like, you know where I'm pointing, right? So anyway, listen, I talk to you guys like you're my friends because you are. We're all the same. 
we're all people, man, on this earth. They're, all of us are people. We're just people who just want to be loved, want to be known, want to want to have a life. Whatever that life is, whatever we have our dreams, right? Are, are our dreams wrong? No, they're not wrong. Not not one of us are. We've been some of us have been held down and held back and been told our dreams are wrong. And I just want to. I'm here to tell you, you are you. Oh no, man, you matter. Your dreams matter. Bring them forth, man. Your dreams will change the world. You know, bring them forth. Live your dream. Whatever it takes. Listen, we all have a lot of obstacles right in front of us, and some of them are physical, even. You know, like our bodies are all fucked up. You know, we're in our 60s, and you know, our bodies are broken down in some areas. Like our joints are messed up, and fucking, we're not we're not maneuvering right. Or maybe we picked up something along the way, like some disease we got to deal with. You know, you know, some freaking hitchhiker that won't get off. You know, some corruptive hitchhiker. We won't get off, but maybe we have, but we've learned how to live around it, and we've learned how to, we've modified our lives, and we've kept going, and we're not going to give up because our dreams do matter, and we know that, and that's built into each and every one of us, so if anybody's dealing with, like, freaking suicidal depression or any kind of, that monster depression, just tell it to go away, keep telling it to go away, keep doing it, just over and over again, say, go away, use the name of Jesus, if you're, if you're one of his children, you better be using his name, if you're not, Consider and use his name, man. See how powerful it is. You have a right to his name. You're a child of God. You're saved. You're from the world. Your salvation's already been saved. It's already locked in. All you got to do is just hook up with Jesus, man. That's it. That's it, period. You don't have to have anybody with you. You don't have to even tell anybody. Don't listen to people that tell you, well, you need to show your salvation, otherwise you're not a real Christian. That's not true because there will come a day where you will and you'll be comfortable with that and it'll be cool and you'll walk away and you'll go, oh my God, man, that dude just prayed with me to receive Jesus. And you'll start jumping up and down and you go, oh my God, and you'll know it, and you'll know right then and there, you'll know. You'll know for a fact you're his right then and there no matter what. No matter what anybody tells you, you'll know. You'll go, oh my God, I've seen it from with my own eyes. God spoke through me. If I would not, I don't even know what I was talking about. You'll walk away. Hey, man, before I even knew what I was talking about, um, I was, you know, leading people to the Lord. And I'll tell you what, the first time, it blew my mind so hard, I sat down and cried. I literally bawled my eyes out because I knew it was real. Yeah, I knew it was real, and I knew it was God that did all the talking because it was, I didn't know anything I said, but it changed the hearts and, and minds of these people. And, 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 and they realized they realized Jesus for the first time. They, they saw him. He took away the veil. He removed those freaking shells off their eyes, man, and said, boom, here I am. And they were like, wow, you know. I like the Mike Tyson way of boxing now. What's that got to do with this? Just listen, okay? Mike Tyson's way of boxing, man. Check him out, man. So he like ducks under, whoo. He ducks under, whoo. Ducks under again, whoo. Ducks under, whoo. And each time he's ducking under, this punch is going right up over his shoulders and right, just past his head, right up over his, kind of glance off. He gets his fist, his fist up there a little bit. He, he glance off one side, glance off the other side. Ducks under, ducks under, ducks under. And then all of a sudden, peekaboo, wham! And the guy's out, right? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about, man. Jesus is like that, man. He's like ducking under all these hits, you know? And then all of a sudden, Steps and goes, peekaboo, here I am. It's like, boom, whoa. And he's real. And you see him for the first time. And you go, my God, my God. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Who doggies? Yeah. Yeah, and the Holy Ghost just like comes right in and he goes, hey, man, this house is full. Ain't nothing going to come in here and mess this up. You know, and you make mistakes along the way, either because you're of the world. We're all over the world, but that's all. That's all bridging. Well, you know, water under the bridge. Don't worry about it. Don't let it trip you up, man. Go and confess your sins to the Lord and keep moving. If you feel you're carrying some weight, talk to Him. 
he'll roll it off on him. He wants to carry it, actually. And he's a good carrier. As a matter of fact, he'll give you a plan, give you wisdom, give you all kinds of stuff. I'm telling you what, man. My life's a miracle. It's a living miracle. It's a walk. I'm a walking miracle. I'm a living miracle. I'm a miracle, miracle left uh, turned over many, many times. Not just one miracle either. But I would say it's one giant miracle, sure. You know, because um, a lot of it, it's already stacked up. It's bigger than I am. I've had more miracles in my life than you can imagine. And, um, and believe me, um, they're all real and they've all happened. And it's all been because of him. It's all been because of him. And my life's not over yet either and either is yours and so that's where we're going to end the broadcast i just want to encourage you guys man anybody that's listening to the broadcast man woman uh children if you are <laughs> you know maybe older children but anyway if you're listening to this broadcast you know this my heart goes out to you we're all human we're all on this earth and we're all here together i don't like what's going on over there and you know with russia and ukraine and all that stuff i don't like any of that i think that's horrible what putin's doing is horrible but I think it'd be just as horrible if I could try to massacre him, you know. And I've had to come to terms with that because, you know, I like got this murdering spirit that wants to jump up and go kill the guy. But, you know, <laughs> you know, take him out. And I'm yelling at TV and yelling at everything else. But i got to watch my words, too, because some of these words are powerful, you know. Um, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of story, a little bit of a story. There was a guy, man, back long before Jesus came and back long before uh, quite a few. But before, but he was way after Moses, and his name was Elijah. And there was this king, man, and he was uh, planning on doing something against Israel. And one of his uh, servants told him, he says, hey, man, you know, how can we go up against Israel and win when, you know, God has Elijah peering in on his king's bedroom, on, on his king's bedroom. And he's talking about, to his king saying this, to his king's bedroom and getting the plans and then reporting it to the king of Israel. And then they come, we come against him and they wipe us out, basically. And I, I really really impressed me at what this guy said and how Elijah was getting the information. Elijah was a prophet of God. He was getting information that was 100% accurate. It was never off, ever. Always 100%. And yet he was a guy that had the same passions we have. And you find this written in the book of James as well, which is towards the end of the Bible. And it, but, it's, but it's influences all throughout scriptures. Even in Jesus' life, Jesus had to pray too. Think about this. He didn't just teach us how to pray. But he also prayed himself. He had to pray too. He was found praying many times a lot. I believe he came out with a big, huge, happy smile on his face where he woke up like that and just laughing a lot and having a good time. But he also had times where he was in anguish. He was in prayer and he was a little frustrated a couple of times. It shows that. He was a man just with the same passions we have. He was just yet without sin. He was just the Lamb of God. And that's what's really hard for the world to accept. Don't be like that. Don't be like the world, man. If you haven't received him, man, think about this. It's a real thing. It's real. How many people, every year, people, more and more people turn to him. And every year, the people that do find love, joy, peace, happiness, even in the midst of struggle, even in the midst of hardship, even in the midst sometimes of war, the people of God will outshine every time they will. And the reason why is because God is with them and they know it and they're content with that. And that's where we have to be at. Once the whole world's that way, content with that, what, will, uh, what else will we need? We'd stop fighting. All kinds of things would happen. So I'm going to leave you with the story, you know, of, of that, that, that picture of that. Elijah, man, so like he, uh, he was a man with passions like ours. He had faults just like we did. And uh, it says in James that he, you know, he called for the rains to stop or the rain, and the rains to start. And it happened at his command when he called for it. Now, 
he didn't just stand there with his eyes closed and his mouth shut. He was saying something, and he got what he said. And it says in the Old Testament, in one of the minor prophets, and it says this, that when God was sitting there listening to the conversation of the people, of these young men that were talking, when he was listening to their conversation, he wrote it down in a book of remembrance. And when I checked that out, fully studied that out, it means that he wrote that down as, as what he was going to give that as a gift to them later on in life, maybe a few days later. It could have been, or maybe a few years later, but somewhere in life. And he does say this about Job, too, as well, which goes in line with this, as well as how many times have you seen the rainbow at the end of the freaking bridge and got there and there was gold there? You know, every time I trusted God, that's mine. You know, think about this. Think about this. Everywhere you go, he is. There's nowhere he's not. And he's listening. He's writing down in a book of remembrance things that you've said so he can bless you sometime along the line. Okay? Check this out. When he's blessing you, his mind is to bless more than just you. So he's blessing way more than just you. And you are a blessing. You're a blessing of his, and you're not in disguise. You're a light. You're a light. That You're a city upon a hill. That's what you are, son and daughter of God. And every man, woman, and child is saved. Jesus saved the whole world. The whole world just doesn't know it yet. But he saved the whole world. Bless you. Praise God. And listen, if this is too much, sorry. If it's not enough, sorry. More will come. But um, just having a day, and I just wanted to share that. Self-sabotage. What does that got to do with anything? It's got to do with everything. Don't speak self-sabotaging sentences. Don't speak self-sabotaging thoughts, and don't think that way. Change your thoughts, okay? Here, you want to know how you change your thoughts? You change your playground. You change your thoughts. You change your playground. You change your playground. It changes your friends. When your friends change, you're going to be around people. You want to be around people that are on wellness track. They're uplifting. They'll build you up. They'll, they'll, they'll nurture you. They'll love you, and you want to be the same kind of person. So that's what you want, where you want to be at, to have a successful life. I believe those are some of the ingredients. And don't self-sabotage. You all know what that means. Just, keep, just write it out. Once you take a step, because you got to take a step of faith. It's always a step of faith or a leap of faith if you want to put it that way, whatever you want to put it. We call it step because Peter stepped out of the boat, you know, to go with, walk on the water with Jesus, you know, step of faith. That's why we call it that. So step of faith. Yeah, you probably didn't know that's where that came from. But yeah, that's where it came from, by the way. Take a step of faith. You can walk on the water. If you take a step of faith, you can walk on the water. If you take a step of faith, you can walk on the water. Okay, here's a story. I'm going to leave you with this. So I go for walks every day. Sometimes I cross a real busy street over here, Vista. And it's super busy. And I mean, cars going down from the freeway up here. It's only a couple blocks away. And so it's like, boom, 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 you know, down this, down this road. And it's coming up to the freeway, too, you know, from the city. Because it goes straight down to the city, right? So it's really busy. It's, it's thoroughfare right, to the, right straight to the heart of the city, right? Okay, so anyway, I'm down here walking. I, and every day I go over there now. And um, I pray and I wait. And I wait until I don't see any cars coming from either side and across the street. And every time I go over there, inevitably, I don't have to wait very long at all. And it will just completely part. There won't be any cars coming one way or the other, and I can cross the street. And it's like the Red Sea parts right there every time. So I wrote a song called Walking in Water, and that's on my YouTube. And, oh, that's a good song or a bad song. I don't know whether it is or not. I just wrote one and recorded it and put it on YouTube on my YouTube channel. But, yeah, uh, Walking in Water with you. And, um... It is. That's that's from that song. That's from that experience of walking. It's like walking on water. It's a trip. And um, 
maybe someday if we could just go out to the lake and just start walking off the end of the dock till we walk on the water, we'll walk on the water too. And then, don't touch your dial. I'll be right back. Yeehaw! Rev DDT, Universal Broadcast, broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev DDT. <laughs> like that one. That was always a fun one. This is live across the universe. This is Rev DDT.